I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Seconds left. Adebayo, he sticks it. That is an all-star shot. Right, guarded by Fox. Bam quickly doubled. Right, oh. Megan Martin with a sledgehammer. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Our pals Vera Adidas getting a lot of run on the show recently on NBA TV last night. Here, here's how many players were out for the Heat. I don't even know who he's talking about in these clips. The guys that are just like who was putting right? away oh, Sacramento. Delon right? Delon right? They have Delon right yeah. now. Yeah, because yeah. they got him. Uh, he was a buyout guy, maybe, or they traded for him or something. Because he played for a bunch of different teams. And, and then who, he said Bam was in there. Yeah, that's uh that's uh what which of the Martin twins plays? Remember he was in the playoffs last year, he was like in the rotation. Oh, I thought great. he said Morton. Martin Martin makes more sense. It's like Morton. Morton. I think Morton was, was one like, of the uh, Koopalings. I, think I was just gonna was say <laughs> Morton was definitely one of the Koopas. Jimmy Morton, Butler was out, so here's uh, Iggy at power forward last night, which would be really I mean, good. Print. Yeah. And uh and, and they and they would have won. And that that's what would have happened. And uh last night the Miami Heat did in fact beat the Sacramento Kings as uh Matt Moore told us they would, and then we didn't bet it. Bad job by us. Uh, 121 to 110. And in that game, and by the way, we'll get to eight buckets in a little bit here, but we want to make sure we get six man of the year in, and then we'll do a lot of National Football League. In Sacramento's loss, uh, Malik Monk, the favorite to win six man of the year. He's a minus price still at BetMGM, minus 135 Malik Monk is. Malik Monk scores eight points in the game, goes four for 10 from the field. And in three of his last four games, Malik Monk has scored 12 points or less. So he's not exactly lighting up the scoreboard right now. And it feels like, and, you know, Nick Ferdell said it in the last segment, Sacramento plays this run-and-gun style. Like Keegan Murray scored 28 points last night. Sabonis had a triple-double. De'Aaron Fox scored a bunch. It's not always going to be Malik Monk scores 25 points per game. And it's been more famine than feast recently for Malik Monk. But because this market has been, I guess, a down year for it, right? We talked about this yesterday. Monk remains a minus price, minus 135. Tim Hardaway, plus 375. Norman Powell, plus 450. Karis Levert at 18. Russell Westbrook and Nas, the world is his read at 20 to 1. My guy, Bobby Portis, is at 125 to 1. Just saying. <laughs> we'll see what happens tonight with the Bucks and the Hornets. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Um, yeah, like it. it I guess the problem here, Ken, right, and I'll, this is just my my take on it, it feels like Malik Monk should be, like, the most vulnerable of all vulnerable favorites, but all these candidates suck. So, like, what are we supposed yeah. to do here with six man of the year? I think you got it right. So, I guess, like, the, the philosophical question, right, is uh, I think almost every time we have a vulnerable favorite, that means there's, like, a lot of bets. And there's, like, the, there's this, uh, like, Confucius-like wisdom. It's like, well, what if what if all the candidates are vulnerable? Like, shut up, Confucius. Like, I have no time for this. So it just, it's, all right, like, yeah, Monk isn't perfect. And 
who who would you like to bet instead? A another way to look at that, though, I can flip it just as easily and I can say, OK, well, he's a terrible candidate. So anybody could win because he's a terrible candidate um, in terms of. So we did a little bit on this yesterday just to reemphasize new audience, whatever uh, the two giant criteria, like the two very obvious criteria that will predict the winner usually are points per game off the bench which is a really strong predictor. That makes a lot of sense. Six man of the year is like a guy who comes off the bench and scores points. So points per game off the bench, something you should be looking at. Uh, Malik Monk and Tim Hardaway Jr. are among playoff teams. You are two leaders in that statistic uh, among people who have played more than like two games. It's those two. They're the two favorites in the market. And then there is also a really, really, really strong correlation to team success, which doesn't exist in all of the other awards. Rookie of the year, for example, not, not remotely motivated by team success in most years. It'll be used this year for Chet Holmgren, for people that want to vote for him instead of Wembenyama. But like generally, that is a very much individual success award. Uh, and uh, most improved player also has gone to players on atrocious teams. Previously, Kevin Love wanted on a team that won 18% of their games one time. So just like some awards are really, really big on team success and some aren't. This seems to be one that is. And uh, there was an interview that I thought was interesting. Karis Levert did an interview with like a NBA.com Cleveland reporter, I think yesterday. And basically was, uh, and a, a few players have been asked about six man of the year, like their own candidacy for the award. And he was asked about it as well. A place for the Cavs, for people who don't know, and had this answer where he basically explained to the reporter like how six man works. And he basically parroted like the way that we talk about it, where he goes, yeah, like it's not the guy who scores the most. It's usually like how MVP in a lot of sports is the best player on the best team. Sixth man is like the best bench player on the best team is like a good way to think. of that's like how he framed it. And does he vote? I kind of agree with that. And that, and that, uh, <laughs> that, that comes through. In does he do betting contents or no? Uh, he should. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so, I think like that shows through when you look at team success and, and scoring off the bench combined, right? It's not just if it was the guy who scored the most, like Jordan Clarkson would win the award. Uh, he will not get a single vote would be my guess this year because the Jazz are going to be terrible. And so he won't win. Bogdan Bogdanovich, same thing. Um, so the thing about Monk is like, how, uh, how much do you, so we have these two criteria and I, I, this is going to sound really simple, but like, this is what everyone's doing at the same time right now. That's trying to figure this out. Uh, you have team success and you have player success and you are trying to figure out how much to weight one and how much to weight the other. And the market is really heavily weighting player success to a certain extent over team success. It is not viewing them as equal because like Malik Monk and Tim Hardaway Jr. are scoring the most of like of of anybody who's relevant but they're not even close to winning the most so like that tells you right there that like there's more of an emphasis on scoring is that correct we don't really know we don't really have any idea whether that's correct or not there's basically no polling on this the small poll that was done hardaway and monk had the same number of votes i'm really reluctant to trust anything that poll said because there was some really wacky things and i'm not even sure how many actual voters were in it there could have been two um so just like cool like they're both we know they're both in the mix because they both got votes but in terms of an order or how far ahead a guy is we really have no idea um i, I said it yesterday like what this the thing this market needs is for a team to rally behind supporting a player to win this award and that guy will just win because nobody else is talking right now and i don't think people who vote even like care who it is because all these candidates are so bad great like sell us on somebody awesome um I think the question is like, all right, Malik Monk averages 15.1 points per game off the bench. Karis Levert averages 13.8. His team's way better than Monk's team. Is 1.3 points enough that this guy should be minus 135 and Karis Levert should be 18 to 1? Is that enough that like voters are going to be like, well, that settles it. 
1.3 that does it like I, we don't know we have no idea um i think it's uh and I, I have a couple other points to make about sacramento too but i would just start with like he's definitely a vulnerable favorite he is the most likely player to win right now but the candidacy is extremely shaky and i feel like the slightest three to five game stretch could completely combine with anybody saying anything about the award. And this isn't going to happen yet. It's going to start happening in March. That's usually when the campaigning gets going a little bit as you get toward the end of that month. We're not, we haven't had that introduced into this yet. Um, so Monk is the most likely to win. But, I mean, even like a couple games one way or another from a number of players, uh, I think could still potentially disrupt this thing. Um, is there anyone, like, does that mean like that you like Levert at this number? Is there anything to do right now? So I think... I'll I'll say like of the players at price, I think Lavert is the best price to bet right now. I think we feel really confident Cleveland's going to win a lot of games. They're going to win more than Sacramento almost for sure. Uh, and his price versus a price like Powell is Norman Powell of the Clippers is like much different. When the two players, uh, I project them to win almost exactly the same number of games, and Lavert scores more off the bench this year, and one's four fifty and one's eighteen. So, like, you tell me. Like, you tell me which one you would bet out of those two, knowing those two things are true, the two main criteria that end up determining the award. Um, part of this could be, like, self-promotion, and one guy says he wants to win. But just knowing the two criteria, they project almost the same, and they score almost the same. Lavert scores more off the bench by a little bit, like an in, like sort of an indiscriminate amount. So that's, that's, like, how I would look at it. Hardaway's problem is he's going down as Kyrie and Luca play more. And Hardaway comes off the bench with both those guys playing. He scores less, and he's not playing particularly well. And he shares the same problem that Sacramento shares, which is how many games is the team going to win, too? Um, this is the problem Luca has in terms of MVP candidacy. It can change, but you wouldn't bet on it, like, for sure that it's going to happen. Um, so I think, you know, okay, so Monk, we've talked about his candidacy. Shaky. Hardaway going the wrong direction. Powell, 450, and there's no difference between him and, like, 16 other players. Uh, Karis Levert, 18. Okay, now, now maybe we're talking... Nasri 20, he doesn't score as much as Levert does by like a good amount, by about two points. But the team is the best team that will field a six-man candidate. They're going to win the most of the teams that will have a candidate like that. So he, he has the big team success thing going for him. And again, like, well, they're going to vote for the score. We don't know that. We have no idea what the people are going to vote for. Um, and then like, you know, if you want to get really crazy, you like Bobby Portis. And I won't talk you out of it because like, it's really wide open. I asked a lot of people about Bobby Portis and I got a lot of responses back like absolutely not, but absolutely not's why he's 125 to 1. That's why he's 125 to 1 because it's absolutely not. And in a month I don't know if it's going to be absolutely not, maybe it's different. So, um Lavert at price, I think is the best bet on the board right now. The last note, where are we going here? Uh could, could say that about a lot of things. Sacramento uh an interesting like mini stretch like guns and just had like a Guns and Roses flashback. Right, where yes, do we yes. go? Where, where do, we, do go? we go now? Boo, 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 boo. Uh, important to note, if you're like, well, when's the best time to bet this? Like Monk. Monk. Oh, <laughs> Monk now. Taris uh. <laughs> Levert. Oh, man. The, uh, the Kings, uh, so they lose last night. The next two games, if you're like, well, should I bet this now or should I bet this in a week? Should I not bet it at all? Should I bet it in a month? Uh, the Kings are about to play at Denver tomorrow and at Minnesota on uh, on Friday. Good luck. 0-2. Oh, 
probably. And uh, so they're gonna, they're about to lose two of their shaky team record to begin with. They're about to play two of the most difficult, other than at Boston, two of the most difficult games possible on a schedule. Um, it is likely, not impossible, but it is, uh, it's, you know, it's likely they're going to lose both of those games. Now what happens? So I guess my point is like, if it looks like this now, what's it going to look like in five days when they're, they're 0-2? Also, a really weird wrinkle here, Chris Duarte has started taking some of Monk's minutes. Jay Crouchy, who comes on our show, we were talking about this yesterday, or this morning, rather, where it's like, I'm not even sure Monk's playing that much now. Like, it's all shaky. So he can he's the most likely player to win, but man, the ground underneath him is incredibly unstable, and anything anything any of these pieces move in any direction a guy has a great week on another team monk starts playing a little less the team loses a little more the whole thing falls apart like a house of cards hasn't happened yet but it is a house of cards that's what it feels like uh, i'm looking up uh a related story bobby portis's uh well pull that too bobby portis uh 13 and a half points is his uh is his prop for tonight against charlotte my bucket back on my bucks I, it's it's the Celtics conversation from yesterday because it's all like so. Listen, the people that right, you're asking about this, I'm I'm sure are much smarter than I am with the stuff. I have no, 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 no. I I don't I don't I don't agree with that. And this really really because I I pitched Missoula to a bunch of people, and I got a lot of no's two months ago and three months ago, and then like now everyone's like, oh man, you were like, so right, and I was like, yeah, but like you got to put yourself in that, not now. Not like right now, like two months from now, what's going to happen? Missoula would never win coach of the year, right? People would laugh at you right now. But now everyone finally is like, oh my God, they could win a lot of games. Yeah, you think? The win total has been 63 for like three months. Um, like, what do you, what do you think is going to happen? I, I don't, I'm more open-minded on Portis just because like in a month, everyone could change their minds. In a month, everybody could change their mind about everything. People change their mind about DeMar Hamlin in three months. Like, like, so it's like let's let's remember that. That like how impossible did that seem in September and in January and February it happened barely but it did happen and it was viewed as a non-starter. This looks like a non-starter right now. I, it doesn't look good, but he is 125 to one, and they're gonna win. They might win a lot of games down this stretch. Again, like the slightest breeze and Malik Monk becomes like a terrible candidate for this award. It just hasn't happened yet, and it may never happen. It hasn't happened yet, but like there's a lot of time left for things to get again more unstable here. We'll know a lot about where the Bucks are going the rest of the season. Like, are they going to win to 55 games? Is sure. that going to happen? So a home and home coming up with the Hornets, the host Charlotte tonight, and then um, at Charlotte coming up on Thursday. Games coming up in the next, I want let's call it month. Yeah, in the next like month. Home sure. Clippers, at Warriors, at Lakers, at Clippers, at Kings. And some are saying... In the game that will determine six man of the year. Oh, Bucks man. And Kings. You take the crown. Circle your calendar. Take the crown Circle from the, the guy date. who's got it. Oh, yeah. Circle the date. March Tuesday night, March 12th, 10 p.m. Eastern. Get your popcorn. Uh, home Sixers, which they should win that game. Home Suns at Celtics. And Bede might be Home back by then. Thunder. Sixers. Home too. Lakers. Man, it's a brutal schedule. And then, like, it gets it gets easier down the stretch. Well, they're also and, really and good. It ain't an easy schedule. That's the other part. Yeah. 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 They, they, Got to be really good to win those games. games. Yeah, exactly. Um, They'll be in the mix. I think this could get really interesting. It's just, it's one of those classic things. It's not interesting yet, but you do feel like we could be, like a week from now, we'll go back and be like, wow, that was a crazy week. Look what happened in this market where, like, I could see Hardaway being 20 to 1 in a week. I could see Monk not being the favorite in a week. And I don't think it takes a lot to get there. It just hasn't happened yet. And I think we're all be like, we're waiting. 
Like anybody want to do anything different here? It just hasn't happened yet. We need um like Shaq told Damian Lillard basically like this is unacceptable right. what you guys are doing. We need Shaq like to tell Lillard it's time for you to start pumping up your guy for six man of the year. That's what has sure. to happen. Imagine if like Lillard and Giannis go on a PR campaign like and they win like fifty four games. But Giannis is like Thanasis should win. He should be six man of the year. I gotta tell you, you did a shame I hate God Giannis. Great. I, yeah. I've, tur- I've turned on Giannis big time here. Except yeah. he's Greek, and I like that. All right. Uh, on the other side, we will don the bucket hats, and we will start talking win totals for the coming season in the AFC. We'll start with the reigning defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs, and we have a piece of breaking news to share about Kansas City. No, I'm not kidding. We'll tell you what it is next. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network.